Welcome to the Lakeland Sports Guys, coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Good afternoon. I'm Tom Carroll along with Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Dan Spivey, in the house. I hope you guys had a great Labor Day. I know it was fantastic for us. Got to take the Monday off to go along with that and spend it with some family and friends in the process. But now it's back to work, back to all the fun that happened. We're going to talk a lot about the high schools coming up this week as well as last week's game today. Um, and uh, we'll see. we got some special announcements to make uh, as well, so we'll get down to that. But first, guys, how have you been? Welcome back to Thursday and the twice-baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich here at Howard's on Bay. Can't beat it. Join it. <laughs> yeah. If, you, had, doing good, if you hadn't tried it, you need to get down here. I was hoping Clyde would have that for us on Friday night, but that never did happen, did it? <laughs> yeah, I think Chris talked to Clyde about our Friday we're still, night We're still meal. talking to him, man. He said he didn't know what to make. I, I, and it's fine what we have with Friday. You didn't yeah. get it, but it was chicken salad. And yeah. I, you know, yeah. I've never been a chicken salad lover, but I'm going to tell you something. If you have not had Howard's chicken salad, believe me, you're missing out. Good stuff. It's really good. And I like I said, I've never been a big fan of chicken salad, but I eat yours too, by the way, Saturday. Well, so. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> now, well, I didn't figure you were going to want to come all the way to the big city. No, I was, I was sporting. The, yeah, I was sporting You've been something carrying else, extra so. people with you, so the Stones, <laughs> the stones have joined your yeah. family for the week. So. But uh, Shepard Checker's coming tonight uh, over at the uh, outside market. Should be a lot of fun. Howard's on Main will be there. Make sure you stop by the booth and see those good folks because they have coolers loads of good stuff. Four, that's the big coolers, too. So they're full of Four beer. and two little ones. You got wine, and you got everything going on. Howard keeps coming out looking at the door to make sure the rain's going to hold off. We don't know that. That's not for us to make the decision. But it will be under the awning or the farmer's market mm-hmm. thing down here across the street. So even if it does rain, I don't think – if you get near Chubby, you're not going to get wet. If you are, it's not going to be that just, bad. Just come ready to twist. I, and that's the thing is, what time will a, a, a legend like Chubby Checker come out in the heat? I know he's a he's basically seven, a seven I mean, it starts at five thirty, so I imagine an hour and a half of of the warm up band, and then bring out the star. To get a local warm up bands, that's what I'm hearing. So I, I'm not a hundred percent sure who it is, but I, they're pretty good. From if it's the guys I'm thinking about, so <laughs> so it should be fun. We'll t- take a look at hopefully tonight to get everybody involved down there. It should be a big crowd to go along. So get there early if you possibly can. Well, guys, let's start with the college aspect uh, that happened over the weekend. There's been a lot said over the last uh, five, six days. <laughs> it uh, should rightly be so. And not of all of it good with South Carolina Clemson, but let's start with Coastal Carolina because Coastal Carolina actually did play well to okay. the degree. Before we get into that, and we're going to get into it, but real quick, I'm, I'm starting a new segment on this show <laughs> on Thursday. And, and what we're calling this is who made the money? <laughs> Who made the money for your teams this week? All right. Okay, fans' money. This, this is, and this all harkens back to Chris's favorite thing, the NIL. All right, we'll start with Coastal. Yes or no? Do y'all think Grayson McCall earned his NIL money Saturday? Yes, Chris. I'm, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Okay, Sam Pickney. Yes. Yes. Okay, I I, I agree. They made their money. Okay, so we're gonna put a check mark by both of them. So Let me they it. deserve the money they got. First okay. time for NIL, I'm checking. Because right. I know we, we certainly know one of the kids that did, did deserve the money. So. Okay. And we want to say, uh, I'm not sure if Ryan's has got a NIL deal down at Coastal Line, another kid from Greenwood. I think they do. But he played his butt off on the defensive side of the ball, too. He so. started early and was and, eventually and, off. Yep. So uh, we can put Ryan's in there. He, he checked the box, too. 
Uh, we're going to jump to Carolina real quick. Spencer Rattler, Chris's favorite quarterback. Did he earn his money? No. He went 30 for 39 with 350 yards, sacked nine times. Without an offensive line. Without out. But a 200,000 Mercedes. So, no, he didn't earn. I mean, he <laughs> look, He couldn't have had a better game stand. But, but I, you it, got to say, did he earn his money? I'm going to say yes. One game, game. one game in the season. We still got the whole season to go. But for that game, he won. He what is it? Let's he say he earned the, let's the say if they tenth played, of a yeah, of whatever. Let's say he want he was worth one tenth of what he's getting. He would have been the MVP of the game had game cost one. Yeah, There's right. no doubt about that. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, there again, you, we're talking coastal money against what we're talking about now with Spencer Rattler money and and Southern Cal money. None of them are worth this money. So I, I guess mine's going to be no across the board. <laughs> but he had, look, he had a great game. Yep, by himself, he did fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, staying with Carolina, do you think that uh, Leggett? The wide receiver earned his money. The X Man, yep. He and Decarian yes. Joyner both. Yep. Okay, and now that was going to be the next one. Decarian Joyner, do you think he earned his money? Nope. I don't, I don't think, think he, he did. did. He didn't show up. He was supposed to be the number one running back. And <laughs> now, yeah, when he went and, you know, out in the flats and caught passes and whatnot, okay, maybe he picked up a blocker every once in a while, but. Uh, I, I'm still at a question mark on him. They, they, right. There's another place, though, for DeCarian because don't be stunned now that we have – and, look, let me just say this. I've been down on Luke Dottie for three years. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm proud of this kid now because he's a DeCarian Joyner type guy. Yeah. He wants to play receiver. I still think that you're going to see DeCarian Joyner play quarterback this year at some point in time. It can Maybe. be in schemes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right, what about Tonka Hemingway on the defensive side? Nope. I don't think so either. I don't I just – he didn't show up like I thought he would. Mr. Conway let us down okay. on that one. So. We're going to jump over to Clemson real quick. Uh, let's start with Shipley. Do you think he earned his money? Yes, he did. I do too. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he, he did He did his job. He I was mean, the yeah. offense. He, he, he was, was the right. offense. He was. I mean. Okay, what about Clay Cade Clubney? Do you think he earned his money? Now, they moved the ball 20 to 20, but once they got inside the 20, a lot of the mistakes That still were, falls back on him. A right. quarterback leading that. So, I would probably say no in that situation, but he got you two there. For, that, for this one game, <laughs> for this one game. Yeah, he did not earn He earn. did not. Okay. Uh, Bo Collins at wide receiver. No. Okay. What about Carter on the defensive side of the ball? Mm. I mean, He's the, borderline. The, defense, <laughs> the, the defense had no sacks and only eight hurries. Yeah. There was, he's I, a part of that defense. You didn't uh, the one I thought you the name I thought you were going to give me was the other kid's name. Xavier was a no for sure, but yeah. I'm going to give Carter a yes. Okay, I I can semi see that he he did the main reason I say he missed a big tackle that he had mm-hmm. on the Duke quarterback when he went 44. I mean he had him for five, a three four yard loss, and he let the quarterback pull away from him and. And score, and that was a pivotal play in the game, in my opinion. Okay, now we can go back to let's talk about coastal in the game. I, that's just a new. I, <laughs> this I, new segment's gonna I, make me study, man. Because I, I just want to know. I, I'm probably gonna say know, no every we, time. We, we talk about the NIL, and and rightfully so, because it is. But I want to know: it, is my money getting me something? And and we saw in these cases, a lot of the kids did. Mm-hmm. But and so you can kind of warrant them getting the money. But then when you're paying these guys and they're not performing, 
They're going to be held accountable. Or it's mediocre. They got to be held accountable. Now he's got me madder because I'm hearing that our money, your money at Carolina is not being used for NIL. That's a whole different entity now. If it is the way you say it is, oh, no. It's going to be like the big, you know, every time you ask me about Carolina because, I mean, I'm going to take you straight (laughs) on the back. That's the reason I'm not going to games because I don't want to even think about it being my money being used. Uh, Clyde's money is fine. Let's get on down to Coastal (laughs) and and how they looked. I thought Coastal Coastal went all the way to the Pacific Ocean to play in the Rose Bowl. Great opportunity for those guys. What an opportunity. Just to get to play in the Rose Bowl in that stadium. Uh, UCLA, I felt like Coastal came out ready to play the game and wanted to win the game. They they wanted to go out there and show UCLA that, hey, we came here to play. We didn't come here to be just a little patsy and pick up a check. You're going to have to play if you're going to beat us. Yeah. And, Coastal and for three too, quarters, they did. Yeah, and they did. And, and, you know, usually you kind of feel each other out. Yeah. UCLA did not have that opportunity to no. be felt out because no. they ch- – I mean, Coastal challenged them from the, get-go. from the get-go. I mean, the first pass was to Sam Pickney for, what, a 25-yard game? Something like that, yeah. Over on that left side. I and mean, they had no answer <laughs> for Sam no. the whole game. I mean, <laughs> the man ended up with like 150 yards receiving mm-hmm. against a Division One. School with a lot of Division One talent and probably pro prospects in that, and Sam just made them look. I mean, even the announcers on the game said, "You're gonna see this guy play next year on Sunday." Let, let's talk about Sam really quick. Targeted seventeen times. Tim Grayson ain't got a favorite target at Coastal. It's <laughs> um, that big. Nine catches, one thirty-nine, and a touchdown. That's incredible. To be targeted seventeen times in a game, that just tells you that. They found something on the defensive side that they liked the one-on-one matchup that Sam was going to have, and it played out very good to their advantage. So, I mean, I, yeah, like I said, they, they earned their money in that game. Yeah. So, But, you know, I think that uh, Coastal has got some things to straighten up, you know, and it, a lot of it's first-game stuff that we know will get corrected, you know, with the, little, the, the offside penalties at the wrong times. I mean, even an offside penalty no matter what time. Like Grayson I mean, said, he had two picks that were inside the 20-yard line that were on him. You take those two interceptions that go in the touchdowns, you're talking about a different score in this game. Yeah. And you may have an eventual different winner, but how, how can he not, you know, 27 or 42? Is he going to throw the ball that much this year? If you well, go by North Carolina like, State well, and Beck, yeah, he's yeah, going to throw that well, many times. When you got a receiver like Sam Pickney and some of these other – I mean, he's got, unlike Clemson, he's got receivers <laughs> – multiple receivers that he has confidence in. And I think that's one thing we see at Clemson, that Klubnick just has not gotten that confidence with his receivers yet. The only one he's got confidence with is, is Williams. Williams. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, the running back situation at Coastal, there's a lot of schools in this in this world that would like to have those three or four running backs they got down there. And they used them. They're not a one-dimensional team, even though, like Chris alluded to, it it sounded like it. But then you look at their drives. I mean, they had six- and seven-minute drives, and they're throwing the ball 42 times. How do you drive the ball, you know, 70 yards and eat six minutes off the clock not running the ball, especially with the new – you're making catches at that point. Yeah, yeah. you're making catches and, you, and you're making yardage after catch. 
as a run team, though, that's what we're, you're right. If they ran the ball, they might might win yeah. this game too. They're 34, uh, and they had 56 yards total on the ground. Yeah, that's going to improve because they're not playing Chip Kelly's UCLA yeah. defense every week. But you know, you had Brown. He had to. Bennett was this guy, yeah. and I thought he would be the secondary running back this year. He had nine carries. Yeah. 14 yards. And you and you saw Bennett, get his. And you saw Bennett being targeted on he some was. screens and some shallow stuff. So. The running back, C.J. Beasley, four carries, 14 yards. They targeted him, too. And then, like you said, you can go over to the receiving side. Um, I mean, defensively, let's talk about Coastal's defense because you had several guys that had new – I mean, Isabel had – is that right? Eight tackles? Seven yeah. solo? Yeah, he three, was solo three, <laughs> three interceptions. Yeah, three picks. Yeah, that's what. Three yeah. picks, and one could have been for the pick six. I mean, yeah. he, he got tackled going in, but yeah. and now I've lost that scream. And anyway. but anyway, <laughs> all in all, Coach did a great job. I picked them to win the game. I still think if they, I mean, but just for the experience that they got yeah. to go to a Rose Bowl. I mean, it wasn't the Rose Bowl, but it was the stadium where the Rose for Bowl them played. It was. Yeah, it was, and that was that's something that they may see because Coastal. I'm gonna tell y'all, Coastal is one of these teams that they ever go to a power conference with teams they're not going to be left in the dark this is a team i see somebody coming in like an acc and saying come on with us if clemson does leave or if they leave that's what they're going to get i think going forward coastal's going to have a great year as long as they keep doing the things that they're doing now they don't need any more i mean they you know, you might want to decide your order of your running backs, who's going to be your starter, who's going to be this down back, that down back, whatever. But that's a good problem to have. You know, if McCall does not get hurt, I mean, that offensive line looks solid. They weren't letting too many people and, near him. Uh, you know, the defense, you got to look at who they were playing. But for over three-quarters of that ball game, Coastal was in the ball game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was 14-13 into the fourth quarter. And a cup, a play here and a play there, and it could have easily been a 20-14 to 14 game like in the, the fourth quarter. They played, and, and, and you got to be uh, proud of that. But that. And that's the one difference that I'll say I saw in the three games that I watched, the Clemson game, the Carolina game, and the Coastal game. Watched all three of them. From the start of the games, Coastal – Wanted you to know that they were there to win the ball game. Mm-hmm. I thought Clemson came out a little bit flat. I thought Carolina came out a little bit flat, and they never recovered. And when they took a when they took a shot in the mouth, they just kind of wiped the blood off and and go back. They didn't try to hit them back. When Coastal got hit in the mouth, they came back and hit you they in the mouth. Well, let's talk about the game that's coming up for Coastal this coming Saturday. Should be a fun one because Rich Rod brings the Gamecocks of Jacksonville uh, over uh, to the uh, Teal Field, as we should say. And this, they're, they're hot. They're 2-0 right now. they got big wins over UTEP and East Tennessee State to go along with it. They're part of that Conference USA affiliate uh, yeah. group that's there. That's uh, along with the fun belts. You know, both of yeah. those should be powerful. Power five conferences, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, power seven or however you want to look at you it. Call them, um, yeah. You know, but th- th- this game to me is intriguing because it's it's got two high power teams that are on the top of each of their conference year yeah. in and year out. I like what Rich Rod, like I said, Rich Rod coming back to Jacksonville 
state or whatever you want to call him. He's a lot like the Southern Cal guy that come across country that went to Georgia Southern last year that's done well there. Sometimes you have to just say, hey, man, I had a really good opportunity here. I'm not a coach that needs to be at Southern Cal. But he is a really good coach at, at Georgia Southern, and that's what Rich Rodge is going to do at Jacksonville. He came back to this side. He said, I like the right coast. I don't want the left coast or whatever he was. But um, I think they're going. that's really the a really good picks for Rich Rodriguez, and we know what he can do offensively. So that's what if he can, and he can implement that against Beck, who's also the offensive mind from NC State. This has a chance to put some numbers up too. I don't have any of the Jacksonville numbers, but yeah. <laughs> well, Tim Beck was pretty intense on the sidelines he last was. week against UCLA, and, that, and I think that's that translated. His team played too. Yeah, I, I think that translated to how his team was going to go. Um, here's what he had to say in his weekly press conference yesterday, getting ready for this game. You know, we've had a good couple of days of practice. Uh, looking forward to having the opportunity to play at home, Brooks Stadium, in front of our fans. I know the players are excited. Uh, it feels good to be home. Coach, on that first drive against UCLA, there was some times where it seemed like you were struggling to stop the running game. And obviously, as the game went on, you know, it, it fluctuated a little bit. That. Is there any uh, point of insist in practice this week, you know, teeing on a uh, run on defense? Yeah, I think, uh, number one, uh, they came out tempoed us pretty good. Speed of the game got our guys a little bit defensively, trying to get everything in, wind up correctly. Um, once we settled down, I thought we did a really good job to the very, very end of the game, and they were just running out the clock and and, uh, and got some yards. But up to that point, it was a our defense played really well and shut down the run for the most part. And uh, you know, going into this game, obviously, last you know, against uh, UCLA, Sam had a really big game. Obviously, he was you know nine catches over 100 yards uh, receiving. Was there a plan of just getting, you know, Jared Brown and some of the other receivers more involved, spreading the ball around and against Jacksonville State? Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, uh, you do that, but when you pass, you have to throw where they're not. And so whichever guy has the one-on-one coverage, Doc Gracie did a really good job of finding that, you know, and going through his progressions and getting the ball to the guy, the right guys. Um, there were plays that we had. You saw Jared reverses and quick screens and things of that nature to get him the ball. So, uh, um, yeah, certainly Coach Trickett and the offensive staff put together plans to try to get the ball to everybody. But you have to, you have to take what they're giving you at that point and try to move the football. I know everybody wants to do it, what they feel like uh, we should do, but there's a lot of preparation and planning that goes into attacking somebody. And when you attack them, you have to, you have to hit them where they're not. And uh, I thought for the most part, going into the game, not really knowing what they were going to do, we did pretty good. The red zone kind of got us a little bit. Um, probably could have been a little better down there. You know, kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, and it was a difference in the game. Coach, you talked about the red zone. What did you see on film um, that makes you believe that you guys could correct this? Missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. Yeah, they, they pressured us every time. Played cover zero, bringing more than we could block. That's what cover zero is. They, they blitz seven guys. We have five offensive linemen. Uh, and a, and a uh, tight end or a, or a quarterback, I mean, a running back. So, so there you have Tim Beck, a little, little about his Wednesday press conference that went on a little later on. If you want to hear the rest of that, you can simply go to uh, – uh, sportstalksc.com get all the details on uh, what's going on with the Gamecocks that are getting ready to play up there but they <laughs> the whole thing when you look at it is the difference that we heard in that press conference 
is totally different than what we heard with Carolina and with Clemson. With Clemson. Yep. It was it was I mean night and day. Mm-hmm. I like Tim Beck because he don't mind admitting Tom Stan that, that this is his first year as a head coach, yep. and, and he's going to enjoy it just like everybody else is. I mean, he's not going to be this this egotistical guy at Colorado just going to come out and say, "Oh, you know, I've done my thing. Uh, this is about us now." We're, we're anyway. He's, he's got Dion's got my receipt, and that's fine. I'll pay him when he brings him into ticket. But well, uh, here and and here's the thing too that we need to make mention of real quick is that. Uh, if you don't believe this coastal team is a team on the rise, uh, turn on the news down there and and see them what they're getting ready to build. They're getting ready to build an <laughs> I indoor just it up, yeah. an indoor practice facility, and this is not a power five scoop. And they're going to have an indoor practice facility that's probably going to be as nice as Clemson and Carolina mm-hmm. have. It probably will be a little smaller version of it, but a yeah, smaller just version. Nice. But you know. You look at a kid wanting to play ball, and these guys, they bring them down there and show them, hey, you want to go here or you want to go there? Do they have a facility like this? No. We do. <laughs> Come on. What it's going to do now is it's going to force App State that's in the snowy region yeah. all the time. Those, the other schools that play in there, I mean, they're going to have to come up with the money. And, and App State's got the money. I'm not – Yeah, yeah. You know, and we'll talk about App State in a minute because they got a big game Saturday night too. But um, – Going back with the Carolina stuff, we were talking about it, and I said, no, Rattler didn't deserve his money. I'm going to tell you why he don't deserve it. Twenty for, I mean, 30 for 39, I'll give you that. I'll give you the 353. But I'll give you the one interception. <laughs> I don't see a touchdown. And granted, we can talk about, oh, he was harassed all night. I mean, that's the – look, when, you, when you're making all this money, you're going to expect that. Whether you get to the pros, but if you make it. That's the key. He's going to run for his lap all year. And then the Kieran Jordan did have a touchdown, so you give me that check back for him. But you go by points. I mean, so the Kieran had seven of the 17. Give my check for him. Juju, take the check back from Juju. Uh, this team is going to get better. Leggett, minus. But Leggett's still going to be my return guy. Punny, yeah. and that's who well, I, I don't think he's going to be returning anything for a while. Well, yeah. Not until not Unf- we get juice back. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Yeah, and, you're that, right. and that's one thing we have to remember that um, as many yards as Rattler put up and the completions that he had, I think Juice Wells was talking to him one time. He did not play at all in the second half because of a foot injury he received in fall ball. So um, don't know how long he'll be out. And and how long it'll be take him to get back on page and on script when he does come back. So now the other receivers are gonna have to step up. We saw Knox make a good catch at tight end. Uh that was a question that we had. Was he gonna be able to come in? Yeah. He showed he was worth it. Um I'm Aaron Brown's gonna be the guy yeah, that's probably Brown. Here, here's the name that we that we called. A make a break I mean Blake has moved up on that depth chart mm-hmm. behind Doty yep. and, and Luke Dottie, man, three targeted three times, 41 yards. I mean, you know, if you get down to the end zone, you can do I still think you got to, Doty's got to have first team reps with the quarterbacks because right. we don't want to put, <laughs> I want to, we don't want to put Lenore Sellers back there in that situation yet because he's going to get playing time. And I'm telling you, this line's got to improve or else it's going to be like it was last year, two years ago. The problem I said, and I said it again, what rattler do we get? He was pressured last year, and he only had two games last year that he played, to me, worth anything. And that was Clemson and Tennessee. And, of course, he's got the money now because he played so well. But is it going to be rattled that we saw in those two games or in this game where you got 
what what I say, three fifty three. That's a lot of yards. But if you're not putting points on the board, that that doesn't matter, Stan. It don't. But don't, don't you think part of that came from the lack of a running game, though? If 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 you throw in a decent run game, and I'm saying you don't have to have a hundred yard back, but if you've got two backs and combined they get 125 yards. Any idea yeah, what we that, rushed for in the game? Any idea? Seven uh, yards. Or was it 17 yards? Minus two. Well, <laughs> that, that We were negative was, in running. That was so, uh, all the uh, – Sack yards. Sack yards. And that's so what – Take yeah. the sack yards off, and you you may end up with 50. Well, and it, you know, here's the thing. Max. Is, and that's not going to cut it. Uh, You've got to get better at that. Well, what you do is in that situation when you're running for your life, and, and we do see that a lot, like Greenwood's been, you know, poor Tristan's been chased around a lot this year. That's when you set up – that's when as a coordinator you got to come in, and that's where I was really disappointed with this team. Let me just go ahead and tell the mayor and everybody else who told me Dowell Loggins is this great guy. Okay. That's when you – and we see it on Friday nights, dump passes, um, receiver screens, reverse – whatever you got to do to get that running game in there. But when you allow North Carolina, who, let's admit it, they were the better team. Yeah. They're a lot better team than they were well, they last were prepared year. To, they were prepared to play this game. And it wasn't Chip Lindsey. The well, and you got the feeling that South Carolina, after running the first play and it being that reverse, that they just didn't have confidence in the offense to begin with. Well, yeah. What do we call a reverse anyway? Agree it's a with. trick play. It's a trick play. Yeah. So that tells me right off the bat, I don't think we can do what we need to do against yeah. this team. I mean, Rattler may throw for 2,000 yards this year. He may have his name in New York up there. I, I don't know, but he's going to have to put more touchdowns because he's going to throw picks. We've already discussed – you and I discussed that. He's going to throw picks. When, you, when you're running for your life and you just – you know, you're back and you're praying and you're like just – you in that situation, if his arm's as strong as it is, like you say, take a Blake, take a Trey Knox, let him cross that middle, and if he does have that confidence in the receivers, he's going to throw it. And, and I'm okay had, with and, the picks. And he showed, he showed Saturday that he could – that he would do that, so I'm okay with the picks, uh, but we yeah, do have to I get mean, the rushing back up, and that becomes to a line too. Yeah, I think he may rely a little bit too much on his arm strength, but he will put the ball in a 50-50 situation with your receivers, and he's ex- hoping and expecting his receivers to go get the ball. And that's what I think and, you got to do. And I think Saturday, that's what they did. And uh, the yard, like I said, the yards. Yeah. I can't argue with him about mm-hmm. yards. I yeah. just need for me to give him that check. I got to have two touchdowns, be in the football game, not losing a game yeah. by yeah. that many. Points. And I think Pete Limbo, he earned his check as yeah. a coach. He was probably yeah. the only coach that earned his check. Yeah, Pete, in that game. Well, like I said, I brought his name up before. We get the new offensive coordinator, Dowell Loggins, and all. I was there were things I was looking for, and there were things I didn't see. That reminds me of Bobo. I call him by his real name. Um, <laughs> He's in the hot seat already. And it remi- and it re- well, and it reminded me of the last year that's at Nebraska. They ready to get him, bring him back to us anyway, but y'all keep him. Uh, Satterfield. It's the same style thing. And Stan, I'm going to ask you again because I've asked you two years in a row. Who does it fall back on to when an AD and a coach hire a guy that has no offensive coordinator experience? He's a line coach for Kendall Bryles, and he's an assistant to Kendall Bryles. Satterfield was the same way, coaching NFL. That doesn't mean you're a coordinator. I mean, we do. A, Tom Carroll does a good job on Friday nights at the coordinators. That means that that Beamer's going to come for him. I mean, we've got to start. We want to. I want to be like hiring Garrett. I give him thirty million dollars for all I care. But I want a guy that's going to come in there that's called an actual football game, not because I think he can do it. 
He's a friend of mine. I think I'm going to let him do it. We went through Satterfield, and now we're doing it with Loggins. And eventually it does come back to the head guy. Like I told you, I, I figured that Lonnie Hensley would be the – I mean, our, what's his name? The offensive line coach. I figured on Sunday he'd be fired. But he wasn't. And then, like I said, he may correct it. Dow Loggins may correct it. But quit hiring these guys that don't have experience, if, especially for a coordinator job. Yeah, Kendall Brawls would have cost us $10 million at Arkansas, and they would have probably gave us a deal on him after last week too, but at least he's got that experience. Dowell Loggins, that's his first game calling. Chip Beck, I mean, uh, Tim Beck, Chip Beck. Tim Beck's a, a coordinator that's now a head coach, but quick, quick hiring coordinators with no experience. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to this Saturday's game because we turned to Williams-Brice. going to be another night game under the lights. 7.30 kickoff uh, is going to get underway. However, the opponent is not exactly an easy no. opponent at all. That is the Paladins. The Dens come in uh, from Furman University. And this is a season, season team from the get-go. I mean, they've won eight of their last nine games. Um, they didn't have to run the ball or throw the ball at all last week. They were at eight times last week. They didn't have to. They ran the ball the whole time that they were there. So they really haven't – you haven't seen their passing game yet other than well, those eight passes. We're going to be and tested. There's they, no doubt. They return 18 players, 18 yeah. starters. So uh, they're going to be a lot like Duke. They're going to be an experienced team that uh, knows what they're doing. And I think the coaching staff will have the team ready to play at Williams-Brice, much like – Coastal was when they went to UCLA. They will be ready to play. Um, is the 18 players uh, coming back? Is it going to be enough? Is the poor play by the Carolina offensive line and them have to go into those meetings on Sunday and just get browbeat and get mad? Uh, are they going to be improved? Uh, do we have a, do we have a running back that's going to emerge yeah. this week and not be Joiner or McDowell? So yeah. it's th- going to be interesting to see. The thing with Furman too is they were number one in takeaways yeah. in the nation, nation last year, and they're number six r- right now in the nation as far as the uh, uh, rankings go in that in the lower class. So I, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm saying, you know, I don't want this to be a trap game because you got Georgia the week after, but yeah. you have got to focus and come out uh, and smash them in the mouth and say, hey, this is our place, this is our stadium, you you don't own this, you don't run this. Because they did that to Clemson last year. They went in to, yep. to Memorial, and, and it's, Clemson only scored seven points in the second yep. half. That was yep. it. Mm-hmm. it could, and that I, game was a lot closer than I'm, it needed to be. It could be eerily similar again, because I, last year I told you, I'm, this is the game I just don't play it. Just Ty, Tyler Huff is a really good quarterback, and if we don't get pressure on him, and he does try to throw, but when we do get pressure, he's going to run the ball. The one thing they didn't give me was stats on this game, but Dominic uh, Roberto is a running back, and I know he had 100 yards against uh, Tennessee Tech University, whoever it was they played. A weak opponent, and they, they won 45-10. But, I mean, he's going to get his yards. I mean, because if we do blitz, if we do come in, and he's, they're going to get by it. I mean, the, the, their schemes are like a lot like a Walford, a Navy – it's more of a, a like a wishbone type thing. They gave y'all a fit last year. I remember that game. I'm like, yeah, we got them next year. Oh, great! So <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to trust better next year. Yeah. Clayton White should have a really good game plan, and so we'll see how it goes. I mean, and, and I can promise you, they will blitz. Oh yeah, like North Carolina, 
if it's third and long, and that's where all the blitz came from and the sacks mm-hmm. came from, if we hadn't been in third and long, there wouldn't have been nine sacks in that game against North mm-hmm. Carolina. But there, just stay out of that situation. You know, take care of business. If we win the toss, take the ball and, and maybe put it in their throat a couple times and go up big, then you can coast. Mm-hmm. But you better not relax on this team because offensively they're a really good football team. Really get their coach well. Clay Hendricks is a great well, coach. Well, I, I expect it to be, you know, um, maybe a 10-point win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think Furman will not give up no matter what the score is. They're going to try to win the ball game from the opening bell to the to the last bell. Um, and I've, I always think that any team, after a loss – you're able to coach the, the guys up a little more. They listen a little more. Uh, maybe a lot of those first-game issues that we had. And if you look at it, Clemson and Carolina were one of the very few teams in the nation that played another Power 5 school this weekend. Most of them, like Georgia and Alabama, were playing the Little Sisters of the Poor and putting 60 on them. You know, does that really help you? That's a preseason game. Yeah, but, I mean, and it counts. But how many mistakes did those two teams, did those teams make that won 60 to nothing? How many mistakes did they make that they, the players are saying, okay, you know, I know I made a mistake. It won't happen again, coach, and going about your business. And then all of a sudden, game two rolls around and they're doing the same thing. It's going to be fun to watch and sleep. So that game uh, takes place 7.30 this coming Saturday. It'll be on ESPN Plus uh, if you're looking to so find it. So nobody has that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got it. Oh, you do. Never mind. We'll, okay. we'll see. The, but gonna, I don't have spectrum either, so. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find it. If not, I'll definitely have Dan Scott tuned in. And, there you go. Uh, we'll Dan listen to it. his con- call he, for the panel. He still wants to come on. He said, I know you're de- – you went to school there. You're a devoted Gamecock, and I don't want to do that to you. I said, I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, he, he's excited about the game. I mean, I, and, I, and he should be. If we play like they played at Clemson last year, Stan, we lose this game. Uh, we lose this game if we play it like Clemson did last year. I, we just got to put the points on the board, and I don't care how we get them. And like I said, hopefully defense can get a couple fumbles because they're not going to throw the ball a lot. Unless we force him to throw the ball and he can have a 500-yard game like that. But they're going to run the ball. It's going to be Roberto Hoover, and he's going to have three or four touchdowns. But don't be right. stunned if your game costs we lose this game. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, South Carolina and uh, Furman. We're going to head on into Clemson, taking on Charleston Southern, of all places, uh, come in to Memorial on a Saturday afternoon. It's, um, what, a 3 o'clock game? 2.15. 2.15. And that's a weird, that's weird time. time. A weird time. That's TV but, time there, bro. But it's because of AC Net, ACC Network Plus. Thank those guys. <laughs> Aaron I mean, McLean. I mean, I don't even get that channel. I do. I don't, I don't, I don't get nothing else. I don't <laughs> I know who get gets that channel, but uh, I don't get uh, nothing else. I mean, that's just a weird start time to me. You know, they got a twelve o'clock game. There's no way that anybody. I don't care what school you are and who you're playing. You're not going to finish a football game in two hours and 15 minutes on TV. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So they, somebody's going to get either preempted or Clemson's going to be put on a channel that nobody can get, and you're going to have to tune the radio you're, in to hear the first quarter. You're probably going to get a 45-minute pregame is probably what you're going to yeah. get. Yeah. That's hard to do, man. Yeah. 
Uh, We've been there and done that. We need Clyde there. Clyde would have helped us out with the preview. He'll keep keep it going, that's for sure. We'll jump back to the Clemson game this past week with Duke. We said last week that this was a game that Clemson better be ready to go in and play, that it was going to be tough going to Wallace Wade with – you know, you're going to have to bring your own energy, bring your own stuff. And uh, you better be prepared to play because this was a old team. And we didn't mean that in a bad way. They were just a lot of kids on that team that had played a lot of football in four years. Mm-hmm. And we knew they had an elite quarterback. We might not have known how elite he was, but he looked like a first-round draft pick against Clemson. And and that Clemson defense. So, um, you know, the things we talked about last spring and this summer with Clemson, with uh, House, the wide receiving core going to come out, showed up again. Uh, we were running about Riley, and I think a lot of Clemson people thought Riley was going to come in there as a new coordinator, and they were going to be throwing the ball 50 times a game, slinging it all over the field. Well, yeah, that, that didn't, didn't happen. But I, but I did expect came a different. Up. Yeah, it's, we yeah. we did expect more downfield throws. We didn't expect as many screens left, screens right. Uh, Duke's a solid football team. I I'll go back to is. that again. They're they're a really good football team. They'll compete this year. Um, I just happened to look that up and tell you who that is. I don't, I don't remember JD. No, I remember JD more fairly well over from Abbeville. So um, that's your Charleston Southern yeah. running back, <laughs> and he's good. And he's already got his. Numbers aren't there started at 17 carries. He got 100 yards in the first game. And, I mean, I, now I do remember him now. But <laughs> DeBartolo is the quarterback who's from Tampa. I mean, so, you know, he was down there. That was when um, – who was that quarterback? Garcia that yeah. went to Tampa with the high school stuff. So, that may have been the same school that he was at. But he's only got 95 yards fast and no touchdowns for that. So, look for J.D. Moore to run the football, and Abbott will be happy again. So, so guys, there you go. Darius Wardlaw, yeah. watch that game on but, ACC. But you should see Clemson should bounce back from this fairly well, I would they should. think. The only problem I see, and it's not really a problem, I don't think, because Clemson has enough bodies. But Duke played Clemson a very physical game on both sides of the ball. So, and first game – now you've got some bumps and bruises, and you've got a short week. You know, usually you've got to get Tuesday off. By rule, you've got Tuesday off because you played Monday. So you got Tuesday off. Well, yeah, you're going to be in the facility, but you're going to be in the ice bath. Ice bath and film, and, that's about and, it. And film, and that's about all you're going to be able to do. So now all of a sudden, that was Tuesday. Now you got to Wednesday, Thursday, and then you'll have a walk through Friday. You made a lot of first-game mistakes. Can you correct those real quick? Or how many of them linger on? And it's just because of the short week. Nothing that the coaching staff is doing. You know, they're, they're, they're getting you ready for Charleston Southern. But at the same time, uh, are you looking ahead to the next week? With Florida when State. The, when the Indians come to town? You know, and I, now I don't think I don't I don't I don't, I don't and, and I'll say I don't see any way Charleston Southern could beat Clemson. I, I really don't. I don't either. Now, if this was Coastal coming in, I tell Clemson they better be ready. They better not be thinking about no Florida State. But with Charleston Southern, I think you're just gonna have you could play your number four running back, and you know you're gonna look good. 
This is when and you let get Klubnik. some confidence. Yeah. Klubnik needs to play the whole game. He don't need to play the first or second half quarter and get up on them 30 to nothing and have Klubnik sitting on the bench. No. He needs to be playing the whole game, trying to build confidence with these wide receivers and – and go with it. Stands five, you're exactly right. So, Garrett Riley, my, my toast to you is, buddy, get your receivers some playing time and show Stands five, you got receivers on that team. The trap game for Clemson comes up the next week. I'm just looking at who they play. I didn't realize they played for our Atlantic. They're yeah. pretty good. Their quarterback had 280 yards passing a touchdown and five touchdowns on the pick in the first game. That's Casey Thompson from Nebraska. To transfer to FAU. That's who your opponent is before Florida State next week. That's your trap game. So <laughs> get put. I, I'd like to see him put put seventy on the board. You paying these? Do what Oregon did. Come on, think scores. Yeah, oh, that's why Oregon did it because of what Dion did. They put eighty one <laughs> against Portland State. They didn't care. <laughs> Don't care about it. Now you, now you paying them the gate? All right, we'll have to see where. Uh, I'm excited about next up. week for real. Should be fun. The other team <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about in college. Yeah, go ahead, Stan. No, go ahead. Right. I know who you're going to say. And, we want uh, we want to talk about the we fleet. We got to mention it. Got to get the fleet up there. Yeah. Uh, they went down to Allen. They played really, really well against Allen. They just ran out of time to go along with it. But hey, they led in rushing, 105 to 65 in rushing yards. Uh, you know, now passing yards was a little different story, 160 to 370. But still. Uh, you were you able to move the ball on the ground somewhat, and that's an improvement from what has been in the past. That's a moral victory. And, Shap, you need moral victories right now, too, to let your team know. That's an offensive line. Get behind them, and that's what Stan was saying last year. Don't worry about trying to throw the ball for two, 300 yards every game. Rush the ball for two and 300 yards on the ground, and you're going to win a couple of games. And look at that first score. Tell them what that first score is, Tom Gary. Yeah, the first score was 24-17. Uh, to 17. They're I mean, close. You're, you're a touchdown away. I mean, yeah. you're there on the road, and we yeah. already know that Allen's building that nice little complex stadium down there that they're going to build. I mean, that's that's a good game to open the season up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Jamar Moore had 100, over 100 yards receiving on seven receptions, but it was uh, Jaden Samuels, 62 yards on the ground that led all rushers that were there. Um, what, just a little over five yards a carry yeah. to go along with it? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're making the improvements offensively where they need to be. And defensively, I thought they did extremely well in stopping the run this time around. Now we need to work on that secondary. Yeah. Like I said, all in all, first game, I did listen to a little bit of the game. I forgot about it till late, and I think you put a post up about it, and I said, oh, man, I can get back to it. <laughs> but, I mean, very, like I said, impressive game. I mean, nothing that I that, – what did I expect them to put that many points on the board and to keep them that close? No, I didn't. So, well, I, I think this is, this shows improvement in the program. Yep. And uh, hopefully this coming week, you know, you can show more improvement. And – you, you need to get a win quick here, Coach. You don't need to go 0-3, 0-4 before you get one. You need to pick up one quick. This could have been easily a win for them. Now, That's this gave up a lot of yards passing, but uh, you you did enough offensively where you could have scored some. Yeah. And I think having Craig Pender in yeah. at quarterback, I think that helps out because you've yeah. got a guy that's played a lot of snaps. Yeah. And now you're going against the team that's – 
that brought back Erskine football, and that yeah. is shorter. Go back to 2021. Uh, that's that's when the football season started for them officially mm-hmm. um, after that long drought. And and shorter, in my opinion, if you go back and look, we've gotten better and better against them. Um, wasn't it this game last year we ended up winning? Yeah, so yeah, we just yeah. need to keep going and building on top of that. Yeah. And if you run the ball, you take the pressure off Pender, and I mean, like I said, he, he can make yeah. it through. Yeah. We know that. I mean, he's a good quarterback. Um, but like I said, that's going to be the key to this game. And we, you know, how many yards does he have in that game? Um, passing wise yeah, I was just, I just uh, 160. It. Okay, so I mean yeah. that's still not bad, and because you're running the ball, you mm-hmm. focus more on the run, and that's like with shorter. He had he had a good game last year, and he did. Remember he he did it. He he was much like Rattler. They they blitzed the devil out of this poor kid, and he he put up like 200 mm-hmm. 250 yards in the game, and they still I mean they won the game, but. Just keep running the ball, Coach Boyd. They'll keep Yannity and Olenikoff your butt. Keep him off of the, <laughs> That's the main thing. There. Um, but it will be a noontime game coming up this week against Shorter. Um, Is that the bat? It, no, it's at Shorter. Okay. Um, so it'll be Come noontime. on, Coach. We've got a schedule home. Saturday. You can tune in. Uh, go to uh, Shorter University Athletics and click on the link that's there, and that'll take you to it. And you can probably see the game there, I believe. It may be paid, but you can at least listen to it. I know that. I'm waiting. I can't wait till we get back to home or they get back to home because it's going to be some excitement at the BAB this year. I really think – I think Stan's right. I think this team can win more than a couple games. Especially running the ball, I feel like you can probably do what you need to do. If he can continue to improve his run game, um, that'll keep his defense off the field, which gives him more time to develop the defense and to develop the passing defense that he needs. Uh, keep them rested so that when they do go out, they can make the plays. And not. In years past, I mean, it's been three and out, three and out, three and out. And, you know, the defensive guys are just sitting over there with their tongues hanging out their mouth. So. Well, Pender, right. you know, Pender had trouble last year with the, with the blitz. The also, he, was, yeah. he got sacked about nine times in that game. So, keep him, on, keep him upright. Keep, him keep running the yep. ball. All right. Let's go. The other thing I want to make mention is congratulations to uh, one of our Greenwood girls. She is first year. First year um, that she's at Clemson, she is the student manager for the women's softball team. Congratulations to Kaylin uh, Dorfelin uh, on that. Helps so, Kegel get yeah, ready. So we, we've got I an remember inside. that name. What did, did she do? Very she, good at softball and volleyball. I was going to say, I remember we called her name a she was a, times. Yeah, she, was, um, yeah, she yeah. was awesome at softball. That was her, that was her gig. But, you know, this, this, we got an inside scoop <laughs> going to, to women's softball up there in Clemson in awesome. Orangetown. To go along with it. Should be fun to watch yep. and see uh, to go along with that. All right, let's uh, s- say hello to B-Rad as he makes his way in uh, for the afternoon. He, made yeah. hour. he brought a blue Duke thing with him when he came back. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, B-Rad, at what point did you leave the game? Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. quarter yep. They had colder beer across the street. Yeah. <laughs> he had seen enough. He's seen, seen all I wanted to see. Yeah. Um, but this should be a lot of but fun. But he wasn't the only one that left. And there were a lot of people that left, a lot of Clemson people left before B-Rad did. <laughs> 
We're at Howard's on Main. We invite you to come on by, take advantage of some of the great uh, food that is here, as well as the great staff and their hospitality to go along with it. Of course, tonight uh, they are going to be over with Chubby Checker. Going to be a lot of fun having Twisting. that crew over there doing the twist and Shouting. and having a good time uh, to go along with it. So come on by. They'll be uh, they'll talk about it on Friday tomorrow. So make plans to come on by and see them. They'll be here Saturday as well, and you can enjoy some of the and great all, live entertainment going on here. And they also Howard's have Nick and Granger coming in tonight at seven. They I think they started seven, maybe nine. I don't know, but uh, go down, and watch Chubby Checker, then come up here and listen to Nick and Granger. And Seeing B-Rad makes B-Rad. me excited because now he's going to pick them coolers up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that it was going to be tough with a Stone, Mr. Stones over here, and then Stan, you got your oh, I got my baggage. So, but All it right. should be a great time here in town. Should be fun. All right, yep. let's turn our attention now towards the college high school ranks, away from the college ranks, because we've got some great games, great games. that are going to be taking place over the. Uh, uh, this coming Friday, as a matter of fact. And, um, let's go ahead. We'll start with Ware Shoals. Uh, they were idle last week. Of course, they get um, uh, Wake or Wake. They get West Oak this week. West Oak is two and one. They're a three eight team. This will be a good challenge uh, for Ware Shoals, in my opinion. Coming in, uh, they are twenty eight and 41, 28 points for forty. They've given up forty one points in that first game of the year, uh, first two games of the year. But they sit at one and one. Um, their only loss coming to a, a very good 96 squad to go along with it, but they're playing up two classifications. I think this is this is a, this is a statement game for them. This 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 will tell the coaching staff a lot about this team, and uh, there's still a a big possibility that West Shows could win this ball game because West Oak is not one of those. 3A schools that we think of when we start looking at, like, Daniel and Emerald and, you know, a lot of these powerhouse schools, Clinton. I mean, this is a West Oak team. And historically, they're just not that great in football. May not have a lot of players up there in West shows, but there's one thing we know. This coach has got them, and they will not quit. Dobbins has got it rolling up and, there, man. Uh, Justice Lomax. They've got a running back that if West Oak goes to sleep on, the guy might have 500 yards and 10 touchdowns. I think, I'd like to, to I would almost pick them to win. I mean, I, when yeah. I think of West Oak, I see them playing Abbeville every year, and this is a game Abbeville just blows them out. We've already seen this year. There's a standing being set. When a team moves up in classification, you better look out because they're coming. I think about Abbeville with Powdersville and, and the rest of the stuff. Uh, BHP doing what they're doing out there is crazy. So, look, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. I'm like you if Coach Dobbins and had these boys ready, and they they pull out about a two touchdown win. I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, looking at the Chiefs and McCormick, they're zero and three despite their first two games of the season were two <laughs> top ten teams, um, and then they take on uh, Charter Fox Creek. Uh, ended up losing twenty one to fourteen in a very challenging game for them. There, uh, another three eight team that they ended up taking on. But you know, for the Chiefs, their non region schedule. Uh, I thought Greenwoods was bad, but their non region schedule is even worse. Fox Creek is a game. They hadn't won a game in, I don't remember, four or five years. And that just – that game hurts Coach Collier there. But you're playing here again. We just saw Thornwell they, – they're bringing their team back after being – not no football for a long time like Cambridge did. 
Uh, and they went they went to Cow and Paul. They don't have their own field, by the mm-hmm. way. So they had to play Cow and Paul's again last week. Um, it's a winnable game. Stevens has got to have a huge game, passing and on the ground. And like I said, they're not going to put a lot of points on the board. The Orange does not score that many. So you got to come out and it, that, if you can win this game twenty eight nothing thirty five nothing, Coach Carrier, you got to do it. I don't know if you don't want to do it or whatever, but you can't take this team lightly. Go ahead and smack them in the mouth, put them back on the bus, and send them back at halftime with a running clock. Um, I'm impressed with Thornwell. I'll say that because, like I said, it's not easy to restart a program. Um, so they got a good coach that's up there, and like I said, two games against Calhoun Falls is going to say a lot about that team. Because mm-hmm. they have played two really tough games against Calvin Falls. But I think this is a game where McCormick can win and and win very easily. I mean, it, and, uh, you know, the score may not show it, but when you start looking at the stat lines, I think you're going to see McCormick win this ball game. I think it's a must win for Coach Collier, Kevin McCormick, because, yeah. like I said, he's got, he, you he's, start to get your yeah. backs against the wall with Lincoln and Ann Abbeville. And I mean, you, you started with a – you know, with a just a dreadful preseason. But it's only going to make you better, Coach. It's yep. only going to make you better. I know that's what you're telling the players every day. To be the best, you got to beat the best. And we've tried, but now we got a chance to go out and show that we can play. I think and we're all we, yeah. I think we're all in agreement then that McCormick will end up yep. with the win, moving them to one and three. You better do it, Coach. I'm telling you, I'm upset about last. Week. <laughs> Dixie Hornets. Uh, they were idle last week. They're zero and two on the season. They're taking on Liberty. That'll be at Dixie. Um, Liberty, a very good two A team. Uh, they're in that same region with Abbeville uh, in the process, and and their team that's on the rise and that's improving uh, in the process, and and. Can Dixie have? Do they have the depth? I would say to keep up with Liberty in this one. Liberty's two and one on the year. It's it's going to be a challenge, but I think this is a game that uh, being at home and that ride from Liberty to Due West is that's probably going to be a good hour and a half, hour and forty five minute ride. And you know, I want to say Dixie can win this game, and I think they can. Uh, but like you say, how many Jim and Jim Joes have we got in our our second level Jimmys and Joes? Are they better than the Liberty second level? Can we keep putting it to them? How many people do we have playing both ways compared to them playing both ways? Yeah. And can our two-way players really decide the game for us? Yeah. And this isn't a team that, that Coach Sorrell is – not it doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, when he was at Emerald, they played, they played him, a played him all times. the time, so he knows what kind of schemes they're going to be running. So he should be. And being off last week, they've had time to work on what they're going to see. And um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a good ball game. I, I think Liberty's a little bit too strong for him now. You want to talk about a schedule? I, you know, I, I, I tell y'all, I keep <laughs> stuff, and I and I try to. They got they played Anderson Christian or whatever it was last week or the week before. They got McCormick next week on the road, so they go to McCormick for the game. Then they got Ware Shoals, no easier game. And then here come all the boys that ain't really worth nothing. Uh, Southside Christian at St. Joe's and Christ Church. <laughs> that's three games in a row right there, buddy. That that are are gonna be tough. So that's when you look over here and you look at these players' names. Let me get my light on them. I don't want to short nobody. Um, you got Dallas uh, Dutson playing quarterback. 
good player. Sophomore, sophomore. How you say it? Sophomore. 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 Uh, you got some good players on this team. That's why I asked you about the the kid, the the, the Sam's brother, the uh, Ferguson kid, six five one eighty. Coach Sar. Yeah. Throw that ball to that man. Let Dallas <laughs> throw that ball up a hundred times to that fellow this week against Liberty and let him pull it down. But he's playing safety. Well, they got him playing receiver also, oh, so I'm well, happy yeah. about that too. Yeah. It's they, these boys play both ways. They they young, they can handle it. So it's a game though. Like I said, you got some good play. You got Drew Gambrell. That's Coach Gambrell's uh, Troy son also. It's it, it's a game that time I really think that I don't ever want to say a Lakeland team can't do it. I'm kind of like Stan, but they lost a good bit off last year's Dixie team, and they they when you try to re, you know re get it going again, and you've only got like seven, eight skill set players that play both ways, and it wears you out in the game. Hopefully the temperature tomorrow night is going to be around 80, maybe, because it's supposed to be a little cooler. Today's going to be the hot day. Yeah. So if it's a little cooler, maybe it's a little bit better off. But it's a game that can win. I just Liberty is just a team that, that, that's come on, and they're ready for Abbeville. Mm-hmm. I think they may play Abbeville next week, <laughs> matter of fact. So. All right. All right. So, go ahead. Yep, moving on. Flashes of Calhoun Falls. They beat up on Thornwell, Georgia for the last two weeks. They're going to be in a bye this week, but they got Christchurch coming up next week. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll do some research and see where Christchurch is. But they, they jump right into Regents play uh, from the get-go here coming up uh, next Friday night, not this Friday night, as they'll have the bye. 96 Wildcats, um, uh, they – Took one on the chin against the Saluda Tigers, twenty-five to nothing on Friday. Uh, they got Mid Carolina. Mid Carolina's zero and three, two A school that is in that same region with. Um, uh, I want to say, uh, uh, you know, why am I blanking? Uh, Batesburg, Leesville, in that group. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's down there. So you know, ninety-six. In my opinion, Coach Bennett is is going to have them fired up and ready to go. And and uh, you know, I. Bennett's not going to be back as of yet. He's going to wait him another week, I think, out of all of this, <laughs> just to be on the safe side. Um, but 96 should win this game, I would think, fairly easily uh, based on the, the folks that they've got and the way they've been playing. How impressive you been on Carver Davis? I've been extremely – last week was awesome. I mean, the last two weeks, even though you had a lot – I mean, I have been stoked about this kid playing. Right, you better get back because you made him not having a job. And Coach Bennett, man, I just, you know, we're in region play now, so I don't want to hear that excuse no more about we saved him for region. So get him on back on the field. Yeah. Let's go. And the thing with, with Mid Carolina is, is I think they might be, it might be too complex uh, of a defensive or an offensive yeah. scheme that they've got because in talking with Coach Bennett and seeing some of the other interviews that he's done this week, um, you know, he's saying that this Mid Carolina team defensively, they'll run like five to eight different types of offenses against you in the course of all of that. And, and I think mainly that's not, no, because he's, he's, he knows that many. I think it's because he's trying to find a way to stop folks. Um, remember, Saluda had Mid-Carolina the first week of the season in week zero and absolutely demolished they, they That's what I've got right here. They blew them out. And then like, Saluda's a good team, man. We don't give, we don't give you know, Coach a whole lot of credit, but Saluda's a really good football team. And like I said, it's Coach Bennett, like he said now, is his system's in play, and it's time to come back and win this thing. So – 
All right, so we'll uh, we'll see how 96 does um, taking on an 0-3 Mid-Carolina team. They should get back on the winning path there. Uh, Saluda, the Tigers. Um, this could have been a game of the week. It maybe could have, should have, would have been the game of the week. Um, after they end up beating uh, 96 last week, they got the Emerald Vikings this week, 3-0, and taking on an 0-2 Vikings team uh, as of right now. Saluda has scored 40, 41 points. Uh, so far this season, and they've only given up nine and a half. They play it, man. So, I mean, they, they're playing extremely tough. And this was a team that everybody's saying, man, they've lost too many people. They can't be that good again. Much like Abbeville, they just reload. That's all. And like I said, I mean, that's the one thing about these small mill towns, like Larry Shoals, Abbeville, like y'all would say. Uh, in the game, it's, gonna be, it's at better third long again. So, it's a road game for Emerald. Yeah, and this, for Saluda, though, you've got an Emerald team that has had an extra week. They had a bye last week. So, you've got an Emerald team that's that that's had an opportunity to go back and say, what did we do wrong? What can we get better at? And, and how are we going to beat these Tigers in the process of all of this? Where Saluda, you know, has been business as usual week by week. I think Emerald might have a little bit of advantage here because there's not any going to be any pressure on them to win other than get their first win of the season. Saluda's got all the pressure to continue on. I can see Tad DeBow sitting in your office now. Oh, he's going to be talking. Because he's in the corner over there like you had him that day, and I was the one on the outside. He's like, I'm coming at you, boy. You better move. I'm going to tell you something. He don't believe in moral victories. And them losing that close game at Hampton County. That cat's gonna be scathing mad, Tom Carroll. Well, that, that's two games that Emerald felt yeah. like they should. They Emerald should be two and zero. Oh. Lady Luck has just not been on their side, or Mo, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's coming. And when T. it comes, Holloway you trip. better be, mm-hmm. better be, you better be ready. That's what's intriguing about this game. Key Holloway at quarterback against the Saluda. I mean, the uh, quarterback at Saluda, and running the ball. I mean, these two teams are pretty close. You got Foster and you got Key Holloway, mm-hmm. and they, they they hold cast that you got. And I think Emerald is a team. We saw how many players they have. They got a bunch. They've got they a got ton, a and I, I just don't know that Saluda does have that many players. But Saluda's schedule is just flat bloated too. I mean, they don't they play in anybody and everybody, and I don't, you know. Gilbert's next for them, so are they looking ahead to Gilbert on the road? Uh, that would be my question for for Coach Young: Is are you looking ahead, or are you, you looking forward to this game? And I but think, yeah. I think we're almost at a must win now for Tad. I'm gonna go ahead and say it, Coach. It's, this is a this is a pivotal I think you game need it. Him. I think it's a big game, and I think you can win it. But don't go in there just thinking that this, you know. I, and that's what he's not gonna do. Um, I know him and Coach Scruggs and the rest of that crowd, they bust about it practice every week. And like you said, he, he would tell me to my face, I ain't worried about no moral victory over Hampton County. We should have won the game, and we didn't. That's how Tad is. And this is the game, Coach, I think you can win it. It's a tough road game for you, but you might catch him looking ahead to Gilbert. Yep. And Saluda, by the way, moved up two spots. They're number six in the media poll this week. And they should be. Yeah. And this could be a big win for Emerald if they do pull it out. And this could right the ship, so to speak. That's what I was just saying. Sound that horn, right that ship, and yeah. let's roll. Yep. But another week that Emerald's on the road yeah. to go along with it. So it's going to be tough going down there in Saluda. All right, um, the game of the week, I guess you would say. Uh, by the way, it is going to be homecoming as well for Saluda, so just throwing that out there. But the game of the week, no doubt about it, is uh, coming to you courtesy of, of Height Stadium and what's down there with Abbeville. Uh, the Panthers taking on the Rams of Westside. you got a 4A team in Region 1, the same region that Greenwood is in. Um, 
taking on the Abbeville Panthers in this one. Abbeville, the cardiac cats, as we like to call them here this year so far, coming back to win two games uh, in which they were down by you know at least 14 points to go along with it into the fourth quarter. And um, you know this is a game they can't start slow. Now, granted, yeah. Westside does not have Punkett this year, so the running game has changed a little bit for them. But you got to remember, Westside just beat Greenville. In the process, and, or not Greenville, I, but uh, T.L. Hannah. T.L. Hannah, that's there, there are stuns. I, I will, I will go out on a limb here and say that um, I think Westside will have more Jimmys and Joes. They're they're a little bit deeper team. <clears throat> Abbeville does still have some guys playing two way, and that that could be their downfall. That could be. After coming off two games like they have, I know they feel like they're invincible. And I know they feel like, well, we beat these teams. Well, and we came from behind to do it. Much like TCU did in the college ranks last year. But at some point in time, that's going to catch up with you. It caught up with TCU in the first ball game of the year this year. Mm-hmm. It could catch up with Abbeville this week. Well, and it's not like you're going against a pushover team here. This no. is a team that finished second in region, went, what, four games deep, deep into the playoffs. The and they got um, their quarterback back. Yep, and they've so. got more. they got more kids back as well. You saw him yeah. Uh, yeah, throw a touchdown pass um, against T.L. Hanna. I mean, that, that's what broke T.L. Hanna's back was the fact that they didn't expect Westside to, to throw downfield. And I look for Westside and Cutter to throw on Abbeville. The key to this game, Tom, is something I read it. Stan Spivey, Indian External. Hill's out, a quarterback for Abbeville, for at least two weeks. So now coach has got to get in there and find that next guy that's going. And we saw that. He did well. And, and I think he might have got hurt in the Powders real game, to be honest with you. But I, And that's just what Indian said, that, that Hill was not going to be playing quarterback this week. He was out with an injury in a game that you really got to have him play. And, and if, if I'm Zaya Hill or – I, I say, Coach, let me just put a uniform on if you need me. I'll do what you need me to do. But uh, you got to worry about region play. You know, th- this game was really close last year. I mean, they gave Westside all they wanted last year. And like I said, this is one – you're the home team. You're the game of the week. Every helicopter from WSPA to WIFF to – be down there. Are going to be there and, and show them what you got. I mean, this is the time to step up. And the problem I see is Coach Lane is tired. Of, of, of this crap right here. <laughs> he's tired of losing to Burns. He's tired of losing to, to Greenville. He's, and he says, I'm done with it. And he beat a T.O. team I didn't think he could beat. So he proved me wrong. He said, Cox, you down there in Greenville. Be quiet. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And um, I look forward to going to that game. I mean, I, I think that, that Cutter Woods is – he should be on um, – and that's also the game of the week for the moving and change guys. I figured they'd come see us. But anyway, they're going to go up there to Adville and see Benji and the rest of that crowd. But – this is the electric atmosphere Abbey Wool's been wanting. They love Greenwood. They play a 418 like Greenwood. You got your wish this week, Coach. Knock them out of the park or get knocked out of the park. I'm going to take West Side in the game, though. Well, I, this is a game, uh, if you look at last year's game, I think West Side will remember it. And they're going to come in to Hyatt Stadium and say, look, we're not going to have a repeat of last year. We are better than you. We're going to stomp a mud hole in you. Now, whether it happens or not, it's still up for debate. But I think Westside's going to come in here, especially knowing that uh, 96 quarterback is out. Westside's going to come in there with a little 
Pappy next up. They're going to want to make this is going to be a statement game for them. The statement that Abbeville needs to make is they need to get to Cutter Woods, which means yeah. number 70 has to have a huge yeah. night. And That's he a has to put He needs to put pressure and force mm-hmm. Cutter out. Because Cutter, he's going to get the ball, and you know right away it's only yeah. going to be there a second. It's not yeah. going to be there long unless you're throwing it deep down the field. So you, you've got to get to him and put that pressure on him early. And your corners and safeties better be ready. Well, you know, in, in Abbeville, you can't take Westside for granted here. Because, Stan, you, you're right. They're going to come in here. I, I love his wrestling and Natalie just stomp a mud hole. They're going to walk it dry. <laughs> I mean, they're going to walk it dry. Now, this, this right here is the sound of, of a beer drinker right here now. That's what B-Rad's doing, the sound of ice hitting them cold beers and them coolers. So I've been home now doing this, talking about high school football and and you like know, said, you're just making them heavier for you to lift, aren't you? <laughs> he knows it. <laughs> and that's what they're waiting on. Howard's like, I don't know. Look at his shirt, Tom Carroll. Oh, yeah. Duke. Got the Atlanta. To Chapel Hill, to Durham, to Atlanta. That man's a traveler. Yeah. But anyway, it should be a really good game. Come on, Abby. Well, now it's when you show who you are. Yeah. You keep talking to Gray and telling them who you are. Now show what side who you are. You played so well last year. I mean, come on. Yeah, being a Greenwood fan, though, I've got to go with Abbeville. Hopes for the win. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. They pulled the well, it. I won't ever pull the West Stadium side. will be packed. Oh, it oh, will. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that visitor that, side will be standing room yeah. only. <laughs> and, and they will roll up the streets in downtown Abbeville till this game's over with. <laughs> and Benji, just I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, if you don't start at 7, this might go to 11 o'clock too, brother. So, if you're going to stay in this game, it's going to 11 o'clock. So, he's getting used to that now. Yeah. And Uncle Wayne getting used to these late night games. They don't like them, but he's getting used to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Lawrence Raiders, boy, they have uh, – they you talk murderers row. They have had that as well. Um, what is it with the coaches here in the Lakelands that just let's play the toughest games we possibly can <laughs> each and every week to go along with it? But it does make you better. I'll agree with that portion of it. Um, but BHP last week uh, came into Lawrence. They end up with a 49-21 to win. This week, Lawrence and the Raiders get to go – on the road, but they get to go to a 3A team in Chapman um, that is ranked number eighth in the in the polls as of right now. They're also two and one. Their only loss came to Boylan Springs. I was say last week. Yeah. Um, so they're they're mad. Uh, look, here's a question I want to know because I'm going to tell you who this sounds like. Did Coach Liner lead them boys with this schedule here because they play anybody anywhere and Coach Smith got to ride that that bull for eight seconds? Because that's what it sounds like, Coach Smith, that you got left with this schedule here by playing anybody, everybody. It makes you better. The problem is so far is the quarterback play hasn't been where it needs to be for, for Lawrence, but they're not running the ball like they used to. Get in there and run that football coach. Take the pressure off that junior quarterback and and see what you can do. This is almost a this is a must win for for Coach well, Smith, for yeah. Lawrence. I really do believe. But that. I will say, uh, having been to Chapman, that's a hard <laughs> place to go in and, and pull out a win. I don't care who you, especially are. after a loss. Especially yeah. after a loss, they don't lose many in Chapman. No, they, yeah. and they and they're gonna come out and they're gonna want to win the ball game from the first snap. So uh, Lawrence better be ready. Yeah, they've got to have a better running game than they had last week. They had 27 yeah. rushes for 88 yards. That's a little over three yards a carry, if you do my math right. But you know, And then they threw the ball 40 times for 149 yards. So, I mean, they made some improvements last week uh, in the passing department. However, the running game has got to be better. And that's what they kind of hang their head on um, the last couple of years when they beat Greenwood when, when – uh, uh, Coach Pippen was here. They they were able to set up that passing game through their run game, but you had some big backs that were running.
on the bench. Well, you got to do it now, Tom. You, like you said, you got a young quarterback there, and I mean, he's, he's he played well the other night. I mean, it's just it, at some point in time you have to realize what it is. I was wondering what Stan was sitting on. He got my back, my little man purse over there as a cushion. <laughs> um, so, you, you, this is a game. It's like, it's like Stan just said. You go into Chapman. I've never been there. Y'all have. I've mm-hmm. never been to Chapman. But I know what a team they've got. I know the coaching staff that used to be there and the pedigree of the coaches that are there now are following in their shoes. This is a tough game for them. you just got to show more than you've been showing. If you can show a little bit like you showed last week, put 21 on the board and you may have a shot. Your defense has got to play a lot better. But like I said, that quarterback's really got he's, – he's young and he's learning. He's getting the experience with all the snaps. And if you can run the ball – and take the pressure off them, you, you're going to be in every game. But so far this year, they haven't been able to do yeah, that. And Chapman, you know, is going to sling it all over the field. All so over the field. You better be ready and prepared to have your secondary um, and putting some guys on some islands because you're going to need it. Rebus Island is a yeah. <laughs> To go along with it. All right. And that brings us to uh, our game of the week, and that is Greenwood uh, at home, homecoming week. They get the Yellow Jackets of North Augusta coming in. The Yellow Jackets are 2-1. and one. They beat two uh, Georgia schools. They Augusta beat, teams. <laughs> yeah. They beat uh, Lakeside and Laney uh, for their big wins. They end up losing to Dorman, the, uh, and that's also a common opponent that Greenwood has, has with our big win 10-7 to seven last week uh, in that defensive battle. But Greenwood moves up two spots in the polls to number seven. Uh, in the 4A polls. And North Augusta, when you look at them uh, and, and what they've been able to do, they've got a kicker. And they, it seems like they've had a kicker, what, the last 10 years? The last one went that, to Iowa. The last one went to Iowa. This one that they've got right now is just as good. He had two 40-yarders, 40-plus yarders um, field goals last week against Lakeside. Yeah, Huddle showed me that. Jack Stevens is his name, and he's a really good player, Tom. So, um, like I said, this is a team – I got all your stats, but, I mean, this is a team because I'm the stat guy. Um, common opponents, Norman, I, I look at it, and, and, you know, they got beat. You know, North Augusta, that was a, a – what ended up being 14-13, a really close game. No. No, well, it was 34 to 14. 14. 34, I can't see. I <laughs> and, that was, and that was – I was going to say. And that was a home game it, for, for Dorman. It was, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like – you know, they were kind of like – Dorman hadn't won a game on the road either. They're still searching for that win. But this is a team they're led by one guy. It's, it's always that Jack Blaine quarterback they got. This time it's Corey Tillman. Um, he's not a passer, but I'm telling you, if you blitz him like we're going to do, so Shabikez, Williams, and, and the rest of the crowd, maybe we don't want to blitz Shabias. him. Shabias. <laughs> I want to want to put the Q in there. Talking about legends, here they come through the door now. But um, – <laughs> <laughs> like it says, Shabias Williams and, and the other gentleman up there, you might not want to do that because he scored a touchdown last week, 74 yards, mm-hmm. rushing touchdown. Stat-wise, that's all they can do, Tom. Now, if they come out and throw 400 coaches on me, Coach Liner, I'm the one saying they're not going to throw the ball. Uh, he's right around that 50% mark like Tristan, but he's not near stat-wise what Tristan's done in the four games that I got right here. So, I mean, it's a game that you can win, but the leading rushers on this team – I love these. Where did they find these kids named Bean Hunt down there? Was he, does he like pork and beans, or has he been hunting? I mean, where you come up with these names? Michael Doe? They must have been together. Beans was hunting Doe. And then Corey Tillman. That's your three rushers right there. Doe's, of course, is leading it right now. Doe's got 206 yards rushing. Uh, Tillman has had two straight 100-yard rushing games. So we got to be careful of that rush. And that's why I'm saying be a little bit more careful, you know, coach with the blitz and, and what's going on there and see what we can get done. I mean, it's a game that they play us hard every year. 
and uh, this year it just happened to be at the bab. I feel like I've been down there about four years in a row uh, to that field down there at North Augusta. But it should be an exciting game. But it's going to be a lot of what we just saw: quarterback draws, uh, traps, dives. And I think we're ready for that. I don't think it gets any easier for them this week. I mean, they've been playing them Augusta schools. When you say Georgia schools, be careful, Tom Garrett. Well, I understand. Because here's Georgia schools, <laughs> then there's Augusta Georgia schools. Atlanta Georgia's different. <laughs> it's a little bit different. <laughs> uh, and I think this is the, big, the biggest challenge that they've had. I mean, they did take it on the chin to Dorman. But Dorman, let's, let's face it, Dorman well, was a finesse a team. Dorman, yeah. yeah, it was a finesse team. It was not a, a sit-down smack you in the mouth. You got remember, Greenwood's entire defense got the mayor's game ball this week. Um, and I love that. And, and I think you're going to see more of that. This this week, I don't think that North Augusta, there's no way that they have played a defensive team that is going to get after them the way Greenwood is. And number two, hit them as hard as Greenwood is going to hit. I mean, we've had two home games. Two. Uh, it seemed like the two starting quarterbacks ended up the game on the bench in the second half because we hit them. Yep. They got tired of getting hit, and that's going. And I think we're going to see the same thing with these running backs. They're going to get tired of getting hit. You can hit on the ball, coach, but as soon as he hands me the ball, I'm getting hit three yards deep in the backfield because these Greenwood defensive linemen are big, quick, and they're coming off the ball quick. Well, well, just coach. ask ask Fernandez on the wide yeah. receiver too, because yeah. KB let a boom on him mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that he he, he yeah. sat out for a whole possession. Yeah. Look, here's um, the deal, man. I I think Tillman's number four. You best be looking for twelve because he's flying around that field and he's waiting to put that strike right on your chin strap, buddy. Because mm-hmm. that's who that's the, that's who I'm looking for. Like I said, this week I'm a little, you know, our our defensive line is going to put. We ain't played a team yet that can, other than Sandy Creek, that offensive line for Sandy Creek, we weren't able to push those linemen back into the face of the quarterback running back. I think we'll be able to do it again this week. I, my problem with North Augusta is what's going on with the school to where they've had four coaches in, what, three coaches in four years? Nobody wants to four stay when they years, get there. Yeah. I mean, what's going on with North Augusta? Now, back to your Georgia school. That's where they recruit from. So they're beating lesser Georgia schools, but not only that, they're also recruiting from lesser Georgia schools. So I'm like Stan, I don't I'm not looking for a big game here. This is a game I really feel like that we can, you know, do fairly well against them. Um and like I said, the common opponents, I mean, they didn't run the ball against Dorman at all. I think they had hundred and one yards maybe rushing for their team. What did we have last week? I know Willie knows off the top of his head. Tank Gary had two seventeen. <laughs> By himself. It was, it was quite that much. Well, 138. Yeah. 138. <laughs> but the thing about Tristan, they, Norman made a mistake and blitzed the kid. Yeah. You know, he had 78 on 16 carries. I mean, you well, got to be careful. Yeah, and I look for I look for Tristan to have a big game in the passing department with this team. I, well, I, I think, see it opening up. Say 50%, and, Tristan. Say 50%. And I think that uh, what we're going to see is North Augusta remembers last year and they remember that we came to their house. The lights went out, but when the lights came back on, there was a tank coming at them, and they couldn't stop him. Can we do that this year? And Can we, we cut the lights off? <laughs> just show me where the switch is. I'll just tell but, Coach uh, in advance. Uh, I think the tank's going to be ready to roll because he rolled them last, and they had no answer for him. 
Yeah, fresh none. treads and ready and to that go. was and and you know and this was coming early in the year when Tank really was not supposed to be our starting running back. Our starting running backs over there. V Morton got injured, hurt. Yeah. You know, what would that game have looked like if V had been playing? And North Augusta, I'm sorry, but uh, and I we said it last week. Coach Liner and that offensive staff got together one time and they ran the same play six times in a row. They made you stop it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this is going to be the same thing. This is going to be like last year. We're going to give it a tank until you stop him. And then when you stop him, we're going to start throwing the ball all over the field. And then you, I know you won't be able to stop him. This is a game I feel like, Tom, what you're talking about, that Tristan can't have the big game. Yeah. I was I love so much. I still want to see Jaden just take that flare down the field and throw that bomb or whatever you want to call it, 50-yard touchdown pass, because it's open. It's been open the last three or four weeks that we played. The only time ever, and it was really open against Sandy Creek because that kid's got speed. I like the fact we're throwing across the middle to our tight ends, to our other receivers like Chandler and, and, and that. And once you get confidence doing that, Stan, that's what you're talking about. When the kid's got – and here's the best thing about it. You know how many times he got sacked last week? One time. One time. I mean, Tristan Lewis is the guy that if you do blitz him and you come at him now, then what I bring the little book out with the bigger writing, the smart writing. But <laughs> this is a senior leading that North Augusta team. I'll be the first to tell you. I look at defense and all I see is seniors. I see one sophomore. I mean, this is a really good football team, man. And and defensively, Boskett and uh, what's the kid's name, Brookin, and um, they're good. I mean, I lost them wherever they're at, but anyway. Bookard. Bookard's his name. That's right here. Yeah, that's right there. Um, really good player. He had eight tackles first game against Evans. He had nine against Lakeside. So, boom. I 17 tackles right off the bat. So, he's going to be your bookend guy, and he's probably going to be a defensive end. I don't, it don't happen here what he plays, but I would say that. Um, Ian Westbridge, Westbridge, you know, DeAndre Basket, who is the basket of the running back at Midland Valley. So, and and this is their schedule's early at the top, really hard at the top. And then you think it gets easier for North Augusta at the bottom. It doesn't. You only got Midland Valley. Then you, they're two, they're two savers, three savers at the airport, and at home against South Aiken and Aiken. So they're they're hoping for playoffs from the bottom three or four games. This ain't one you're gonna get, Coach. I go ahead and just tell you right now, Greenwood or not, doing radio or not, you ain't coming up to the Bay. You ain't walking no, you ain't stomping no wood mud hole, and you dang sure ain't walking it dry. So, you go on, stay in North Augusta, <laughs> keep the bus running, and we're going to send you home. All right. Well, here. you know, real quick, I know we got to go. Uh, we've been to North Augusta twice the last <laughs> two years in a row. So, that means that North Augusta's coming into the bath with a coach that has never been there, with a senior laden team that probably not one senior on that team has seen the inside of that stadium. Now, they may have played JV, but playing JV at the BAB and playing varsity at the BAB is two different animals. And so it's going to be an adjustment period for these guys. When they come in and the lights go on, that big scoreboard lights up, they don't have that kind of stuff down there. You know, and, and that crowd's going to be there. Watch out. They got a light show. It's like you just turn them out on you. That's <laughs> But every time, like you're talking about, yeah, they're a senior laden team, but when they played JB and they came to the bat, they lost. Because our, our JB team has been very strong the past three years. So they, they've never won on that field. Yeah, and, so. and the JV team that they played last year 
is the varsity team for this year. Yeah, and I mean plus some seniors that are that are really good ball players. That was that the one they, I think we put our JV team put up forty eight on them maybe. really quick last year, and the one JV <laughs> score I do remember. But. All right, here's what uh, Coach uh, Liner had to say about uh, this North Augusta team and getting ready for them uh, this week. Yeah, and, and it's been interesting because if you if you look at North Augusta on video, if you kind of analyze their roster and so forth, is They've got really good players, and um, they've had good players. It, you know, their biggest issue is they just had a lot of coaching turmoil. They've had, I think, that you know, Coach Bush is their fourth head coach in the last six years. Um, they had one guy, you know, for a year, one guy for a year and a half, um, and then the, the previous guy, Coach Thomas, is now their AD. Um, but but so Coach Bush is their fourth head coach in the last five years. So. Anytime you have that much turnover and change, it's very difficult on your players and, and your community in general. So um, I think that's been part of, uh, you know, their struggles at times. Um, but, you know, they've been a 9-10 win team season, even since back when Coach Pippen was there. So, um, and this team is, is kind of like that. You know, they played Dorman tough. They ended up getting beat, but they played Dorman tough, and they've won two games against two Georgia schools. And so they're 2-1, and one, just like we are. Um, they got some very physical players. They're really big up front. They got some really big offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Got a couple running backs, and their quarterback number one's a really good, you know, kind of dual threat guy. So um, it's this is a challenge. And I think the biggest thing for Greenwood, and, and we've talked about this all week as a team, and and uh, it's just how, how you respond. You know, sometimes you know, everybody talks about failure being the greatest teacher, and so on and so forth. And it is. I mean, that that's that's not coach speak. That's not you know a load of baloney. It's it is. Failure is the greatest teacher. It's how you dust yourself off and go back to work. But but success can also be very difficult to manage at times. So you know, we talked about the huge win against AC Floor. You know, top ten team, whatever. A team that really they were undefeated in the regular season last year. Lost to only South Florence, who drug everybody. So. Uh, that was a very good win for Greenwood and for our program for everyone. But then we, you know, laid an egg the next week. So uh, and then we come back the following week and have a really good win against Dorman. You know, a perennial 5A power. And and uh, so that's the big thing this week is, <laughs> guys, we cannot. You know, we we got to learn how to handle this. We we've got okay. Yeah, we played good. We we but we got to play better. We've got to get better this week. That old you know, Navy SEALs motto, you kind of sink to the level of your training. And uh, and I 100% believe that. So um, we've continued trying to stress them in practice and made it really hard and, and so on and so forth so that, you know, we can continue to climb the mountain and not just go out there. If, if North Augusta were to beat us, it was because they've earned it. And so, you know, not that we've just handed it to them on a silver platter because we thought we were better than we were and we didn't prepare the way we needed to for this game. So that's kind of been the mantra all week is – you know, the price of success is, is sometimes just as difficult as, you know, dealing with failure. And we've got to learn how to handle that if we're ever going to be, you know, back in the same sentence as the elite teams. And that's what, we're, you know, that's our goal. And, and it should be our goal. So, um, and we're not that far from it, you know, believe it or not. So, um, that I'm, I'm very curious, we are as a staff, to see how well we perform this Friday night is, you know, just can, how, how well can we handle, you know, having something really good happen for us the previous week and continue to build on that. And, uh, you know, not have a, you know, uh, a letdown, so to speak. And, and uh, you know, you tend to not even want to talk about that kind of stuff, but it's just the nature of kids and that, you know, kids at that age, you know, keeping them focused on the task at hand is extremely difficult in 2023. So, um, and it always has been, but it's even more so now than at least in my career. So uh, we've been on that all week and 
kind of excited to see how that unfolds and uh you know because that's kind of what we got to do if we want to continue to keep winning all right, so there you have Coach Chris Liner, the Greenwood Eagles. Uh, his thoughts on the opponent this week, and that being the uh, Yellow Jackets of North Augusta. And what'd you take out of that, Chris? <laughs> I, you know, every time I hear guy, he, he, I got he had to major in philosophy or something at some point in his career. Um, and I absolutely loved what he says about. And it, he was talking to me because he he knew I was going to come on here and say, "There's no way Greenwood loses this game." Not so fast is what he's saying. Them players. Them guys, I'm gonna tell you, when you practice your butt off like they practicing this week, they ain't looking ahead to nobody. No. They, I love the fact that he said mantra, in the same sentence that he said we're we're close to where we want to be. So Greenwood, he's telling you right now they're close to where they want to be, and this is the kind of team we thought we'd have. It ain't, it's not the team that went to Sandy Creek. They were a better team, but he says if we lose, it's our fault. And I mean that's what them players are being instilled yeah. this week. Tristan, don't throw no picks, don't fumble no balls, and we didn't do any of that last week. So I love what he said there. He just he wants to keep us in check, or me in check, Tom Carroll, and I love the fact that he's always wanting me to look. I don't see the lineman with the size that we've been seeing. Um, and the guy, by the way, that I was talking about, DJ Booker, guess what number he is? One. Ten. <laughs> so we had Cohen two weeks ago at Sandy Creek, and we had a kid last week that was ten. Same best player in your team's a line. He's a linebacker, by the way. DeAndre Baskets, are the defensive and edge rusher that they got, and these guys are really they're good together. Um, but that tells me you got Dante Bell and you got Booker, one on each side. Uh, Tristan, they're gonna come. Be ready. Stay poised. Keep your progression. Check it down, like Stan's Five says, and we'll be okay. Sounds good. Looking so, forward to it. It's yep. a big win, hopefully, for Greenwood Homecoming. The Royalty will be out tonight, <laughs> so uh, bring your cameras, get ready to go. We'll also find out who won the spirit competition to go along with all that. They uh, actually had all that done yesterday instead of today, so today's just all about football. So should be fun. We'll anxious to see what's going to happen. Should have got Chubby Checker stick around for the halftime show. Yeah, should have. There you go. And <laughs> great. Always fun. Hey, make sure to join us coming up on Monday. We'll have a recap of everything that went on, not only at the high school level, but at the college level to go along with it. Make sure to tune in right here from Howard's on Main. You can join us starting at 2.30. We'll have it back on uh, your favorite podcast wherever you catch it somewhere before 5 o'clock. You always do a great job with that. I'm never worried about you with that. But like I said, it's good to be back. Greenwood football is take care of business. And uh, like I said, Greenwood Christian plays tonight, so we're wishing them well. All right, we will see you on Monday. Have a great one. Thanks to all of our staff here at Howard's on Main for helping us uh, with a great lunch to go along with it. Thanks to Stan Spivey, the coach. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Enjoy the weekend.